As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite 52 Minutes the Fantasy Baseball Talk every week and any kind of podcast ever. It's the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast under the radar. With me as always, Johnny, let me write a rundown, Ian Khan. Hello, my friends. What's happening? Good. Good, good. Happy to be on with you guys. Uh, talk some baseball. Uh, I did throw in some stuff on the rundown, but sounds like you've got a whole thing planned too, so we should be good. We can work it out. To, yeah, and the, the deciding vote, Derek Van Ryback. Let's do both. All right. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I wrote, I, I wrote a well, – we can rip through this quiz show then. I just won't make it as, as – it's not really a quiz show. It's trivia. It's cool little trivia that I had. Yeah, and then I've, I put in some stuff from watching games. I know that uh, uh, DVR and Eno are doing a daily wrap-up, which is a lot of work, man. I mean, geez louise. But these are just some of the little, little, little thoughts that kind of ran through my head. Like, Joey Wendell is fast, which is surprising because his last name is Wendell, which just makes me think that he'd be like a burp, 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 burp. But you watch him rounding third, damn, Joey Wendell is fast. I was going to make fun of you for that, but I actually get the same vibe. From that name, don't you? From the name, it's like yeah, it, I don't know what it's it is. It's like Joey Wob yeah. Weeble, like it, it's like Chad Pinder. You don't expect Pinder to hit a ball 492 feet to right center field because it's just this little pin. Joey Wendell, I, I'm telling you, watching him round third. That's why. That's what made me. That was the first thing I wrote on the rundown. Joey Wendell. That Pinder home run was a moonshot. By the way, I mean that was just crushed. And I, I was laughing. Oh. I looked at the the Savant page. It has an XBA for every batted ball. That one only had a 980. How is that not a thousand? That's a, that's a guaranteed home run everywhere. Same with are we talking about Stanton or Pinder? Pinder. That was, I'm talking about Pinders, but I, I'm sure the Stantons had a couple like rockets that somehow weren't a thousand. Oh my god, Stanton's home run last night. I mean, we'll get to it hopefully, but oh my god, oh my god, that was like the most biggest bomb I've ever seen. Ninety nine from Glass now, and one hundred eighteen from Stanton and uh, Rasball. Uh, God, what's his name? Golly. Sky? What's his name? Rudy? Yeah, who's... Gray? No, the other one. Donkey T? Gray, sorry. Gray, so sorry. <laughs> gray. Said the... Sorry about that, Gray. Uh, gray Albright had the best tweet about it. He said, because it was 453 feet on Stanton's home run, and he was like, yeah, that's only because the stadium stopped it. It would have gone... I mean, that was a 600... I've never seen a home run like that. Never. 
Did you guys see the home run, Stanton's home run yesterday? No, I haven't watched anything. DR, did you see the home run? <laughs> Does that make you angry? Judge hit one, too, that was a, it was a low laser in game one, that if there was a fan there, it, it would have just hit the fan and knocked them over. Yeah, it would have, it would have killed the fan. It, it could have killed the fan if it got him directly. But this Stanton home run is the biggest. Uh, Nando, I'll, I'll try to find you a link to it. It is the biggest. I, I've never seen a home run like that. As soon as he hit it, the second. You know, there's that half second after the ball is hit where you're like, oh, that might go out, right? From the the moment, like last night just turned and was just like, oh, my God. It was the three-run homer, too. It was a game change. It was the second home run of the game. I, it was, I, I've just never seen a home run like that. I was just like, Nicole, oh, my God, look at this. I was watching on my phone. Oh, but my have God. You ever seen a, have you ever seen a home run like that? I've never seen a home run like that. <laughs> uh. I've never... I mean, Derek, have you ever seen a home run? Wait a minute, you just, why don't you buy the Tops Now card of it? Is If there's a Tops Now card, I want that card. I that, guarantee you that. It, I mean, they've been making them every day. Then, yes. I'm I, not that you're going to cost me so much money. But, yes. That's $9.99. I, that, I'm in. I'm in on that card because that is a memory forever. And was, I, oh, my God. What a, what a. Anyway, there you go. We haven't even introduced Derek. Sorry, Derek. I did. He's a tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the tiebreaker. The uh, the crazy thing about Stanton too is like I just love that he hits so many home runs to the opposite field. Like he's got that closed stance, and all the power just goes the other way. A lot of times, I mean, he can obviously pull the ball when it's inside, but I think that's what makes him so dangerous. And the thought I've had in the last week or so watching him go on this playoff tear is talent wise. If you can just remove the injury concern. Is he still a top 10 true talent hitter when he's out there? Yeah, but I mean, but you can't. How do you remove the injury concern? I mean, he's the DH. His injuries were so weird, though. That's the problem. Uh, For a while. Before before the the leg stuff, you know, broken hand, broken cheekbone. Oh, uh, that was the worst, yeah. Yeah, it was was weird. Ron Darling, who I'm a huge fan of, man. That guy is so good. Uh, watching him is the best. I, I almost wish I was a Met fan so I could watch him every night and not deal with Michael K. Sorry, Michael K. fans. Um, but Ron Darling said that nobody I'm works like, you harder. apologize to his fans and not to Michael K. <laughs> Screw Michael K. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, but if people, if people, no, I don't apologize to Michael K. No, not not remotely. Michael K. Can, can that's my opinion. But to Michael K. fans, God bless you. I like John Sterling better than Michael K. I love Paul O'Neill and I love David Cohn. Michael K. I can always do without. But Ron Darling was talking about how Stanton is the hardest worker on the Yankees. And that I think he said that Brian Cashman was so happy for Stanton because he works so hard. And that made me feel really good about that long contract. It's like, you know, you're going to have an albatross on your team. But if you respect the guy and your ownership and your, you know, your, your management and you respect the guy and feel like he's working his tail off, that makes me feel better. You know, also makes me feel better. He hit five home runs in the last four games. I mean, not bad. It's not bad. Oh, oh, so awesome. That home run. Not a got to send it to you. I know you're all footballed out. You're all footballed in. But boy, oh, boy. What a lot of football. There's a lot of football. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. You got a lot on your plate. Thank you for taking a little time with us. Baseball boys. Come on. This is I you know, this is actually good for me because as I was creating this kind of trivia game, I was looking up stats and I'm like, oh, did not realize that missed the last couple weeks of baseball season. (laughs) This is interesting to me. It's very interesting. I, I I do love me some baseball. Yeah, it's worked out well. It's been great. It's been great. I it the Rays and the Yankees game last night was was hard to watch because the Rays just looked better. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah. 
Uh, you know, well, I mean, they dominated them throughout the season. So, I like, I there, there's this dude uh, goes by Craig in Chicago. He used to call into the CBS show when we had it live, and uh, I don't know. We stayed in touch. We Twitter DM, just chat. He uh, he's a really good gambler, and he was he was saying right before the the series started, he's like, like guess what the line is on Yankees Rays? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like Yankees plus two twenty maybe. And I was totally wrong. I was on the other side. I thought they would have given them something because the Rays have killed the Yankees all year long, but I guess not. I was surprised by that. Is it Rays? That was not from lack of paying attention. And I think it was like Rays. Yeah, it was like Yankees minus 150 or something. They didn't have Stanton. They didn't have Judge. They didn't have LeMayhew for most of those games. And I remember watching those games. And Tyler Wade was, you know, starting, and it was Michael Talkman, and you know, Mike Talkman. It was, it wasn't the Yankees like dominant lineup like they have now. Uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll see. Tyler Glass now is a beast, man. Oh my god, I love that guy. Yeah, he's he like is. a, he's like, he's so good. I, I just, still worried about the elbow at some point, but I mean, uh, yeah, it, right, yeah, totally. It's baseball. The kid, people are going to get hurt, and he is probably going to get hurt. But he's like a ballet dancer out there. Like he's really fun to watch. I just really like watching him. I don't actually like ballet, so I don't know why I made that reference. As Sorry, ballet fans. Ballet. Nah, <laughs> I remember I got in trouble in third grade, and and, and I, I'm sure I was paid back in theaters across the country at some point. I went to like a student matinee, and at the end of the show, I yelled out like a dumbass, "Let's hear it for the guys in the underwear." I, I got in a lot of trouble that day. Were you a kid when you did that? I was in third grade, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, it, fourth grade, maybe? I not, think it was fourth grade. Fourth not grade. your best moment as a child, but, you know, the kind of thing that you learn from <laughs> from the adults around. Forgivable. Yes, I was called into the headmaster's office, let's put it that way, <laughs> and sent home with a warning, a written warning, which back in the day was like the worst thing that you could get. Yeah. 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 Times Those changed. Days, huh? Different times. Those the days. Different times. Uh, so what do you guys want to do? I mean, we can keep going, Ian. Ian, you could drive the show. I'll sit back unless you... Uh, no, quiz show. Let's do a little quiz show, and then I can throw some of these in. It's a little quiz, a little trivia. It's kind of like, you know, family feudy in a way, but not really. I love it. I I'll love it. All right. All right, let's do this. First one, and I'll keep score. How many pitchers threw 70-plus innings this year? <sighs> you want to go first, Ian? I, we can award points. So you guys, yeah, go ahead. DVR, you can go first. Right, I'll go first. I'm going to say three. I don't think it was that many. Ian Khan. DVR says three. How many pitchers threw 70-plus innings? Keep in I mind, need, DVR has a show with Eno Saris and Brick Garoli. Yeah, 70 innings? Yeah, 70 or more innings. So let's say they made 12 starts altogether if they made every start, and that would mean that they would have to average six innings per start. Huh. I think Garrett Cole probably did that. Jake DeGrom probably did that. Shane Bieber did. I don't think Shane Bieber did that because he did a couple of five-inning jobbies. You did three. I'll take four. I'll go four. So I'll take four and up. The answer, and I always have been with you guys, is 17. Whoa. What? Yeah. Yeah. Lance Lynn threw 84. He led the league. And yes, right at the tail end, exactly 70 was Luis Castillo. Um, Framber Valdez threw 70 and two thirds. Zach Gallen oh. threw 72 innings. Nice. Trevor Bauer threw. Antonio Senzatella threw 73 and a third. I would think Mike Fires made that list. Mike Fires did not make. Aaron Savali did, but Mike Fires did not. Really? Brandon Woodruff did. Yeah. Brandon Woodruff. Can we? I got to give a tip of the hat to Dark Van Riper because Brandon Woodruff is a beast. And do you remember last year in the offseason? It was around this time when we were starting to talk about players that we liked. And DVR was like, Brandon Woodruff is, is a top 20 pitcher next year. And both you and I were like, what? Huh? Right. 
That's a homer. That's a homer call. That's like when he it was right. That's what we yeah. said. It's it's a homer call, and he was dead on right, and he was well ahead of everybody else. And people sort of came onto it, and I kept waiting for that to blow up in his in his Wisconsin, but it never did, and he just kept getting better. So just a little moment, little as I tried to get Brandon Woodruff in a trade this this past week. Sorry, DVR haters. <laughs> There's so many. Is there are there any DVR haters? I'm sure. How do you hate DVR. I'm sure there are. Everyone has a hater, man. Everyone has a hater. I, I've muted a few people. I'm sure more will follow. Huh? Nah, go figure. Nah. Uh, do you guys want to hit? So I so what I did was I ordered these as uh, pitching, and then hitting later. I can I can rotate if you'd like. I, I'd like to I'd like to say for the record I said. Uh, DVR said three, and then I said four, so I'll take four and up. The answer is 17. I do not get a point for that. But this isn't the prices yeah, right. Yeah, I cannot take a point for that. I am so far, you know, I, I tried to do the prices right, but I can't, I, you know, no, no, that's not fair. No, I can't. I mean, I'll take it if we, but. Uh. Well, you know what? Let's get, uh, let's ask Britt to make a decision on that. DVR, can you text her? I could send just her say, a Slack. Hey. Yeah, just say, hey, the answer was 17. Ian said four. <laughs> I said three. Should Ian be aware no. of the point? No, no point. No I'll point. tell you what. Ask her the question. If she gets within, all right, whatever. Forget it. Let's go on to the. Let's second just keep question. going. We're we're doing good. I just Let's think it would going. be funny to make DVR just randomly slack his other host, his second favorite. I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask both of them right now. I'll do it right now while you're talking. <laughs> Guys, guys, like DVR, Nando, like you do podcasts with everybody. You've got like 63 podcasts. I don't know why though. we're giving. I know, but don't give him a hard time. Well, I don't come on here like I love those more, though, you know? I love, this, yeah, is but, my, this is my show. I love it. I love, I love it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's my second time saying it because a, a fan of the show uh, sent that to us, that they love the show, they love, love it, and they made me very happy. Also, I just want a quick, quick note. You know, thank you to all the fans. Everybody loves the show who listens to it. Obviously, because if they didn't like it, they would stop. But, you know, when I speak to people who are like, oh, you guys, three of you, so much fun. I just want to, you know, tip of the hat to you guys, all ladies, men, everybody who watches or rather listens to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying it. We we certainly have fun doing it most of the time. Most of the time. Especially, especially when we do After Dark. I, I, we, I'm excited to get back to that in November and December. I think that would be appropriate. Yeah. This and is, Dr. This is Thomas like- Scott. Dr. Thomas spoke to Dr. Thomas Scott yesterday as we were splitting up winnings from DVR's league. Um, and he was telling me that he's going to start when we do an after dark, he's going to add a little, he's going to have a drink. He's going to not listen while he walks the dog. He's going to listen sitting down at night, having a drink with us. Nice. Yeah. That's good to hear. Good guy. Good okay. guy. Gave me my first pediatrician uh, counsel, which I appreciate. Actually. <laughs> the they really did. Many. Dr. Thomas Scott, yeah. official pediatrician of under the radar. Without question. So I, I have two more answers to that question. Uh, I've got a five from Brit and a three from Eno. So all four of wow. us were in the same mindset about not many guys being able to do that this year. Yeah, Good question. Crazy. All right. Stumped us all. That's Point 182 innings prorated, by the way. Courtesy Which of makes Bob. it seem, uh, yeah, if, if you throw that in there, it sounds less impressive, I guess. Because like, yeah, yeah like in, in a normal year, if, if you asked us how many starters threw 182 innings, I probably would have said like 12 or 15 or something. I would have been yeah, closer. I would have said that. yeah, right, 15 to 18. Yeah, so we did our math wrong. All right, what's next? I'm excited. Right. This is fun. Uh, Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Six players gave up 30-plus runs, but still had a whip below 1.25. Ooh. Can you name one of them? Six players gave up 30-plus runs, but had a whip below 1.25. There's one that we talked about last week. Gave up too many home runs. Well, I don't think he pitched enough innings. Frankie Montas. I'm going to go. I'll go first. I'm going to say Frankie Montas. Sorry, Frankie Montas is not one of them. I'm going to say Herman Marquez. Uh, no. Good guess. No. And I don't know if he, like, I, I should have actually written, though, well, actually, I wouldn't have known that, but I don't know if he gave up fewer than 30. Frankie Montas gave up 30 plus runs, but had a whip of 1.51. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm excited to hear the six. Herman Marquez, oh, DVR, actually. 34 runs, had a whip of 1.2. Six. Come on. Ooh. Sorry, my friend. Blame a random July start. Some clown booted a ball, and I don't know, it's an error, so whatever. All right, move on. (laughs) (laughs) Some ump made a terrible ball four call and screwed up. This is all Angel Hernandez's fault. Or freaking last night, man, CJ Buckner. Ooh, that was bad. That was bad. Never good when Brett Gardner starts yelling in his right. Never good. Yeah. Never good. So here's the guy. Okay, who, who are the outside. six? All right, so we'll, let me give you Brady Singer gave up 29 and had a 1.17 whip. I would have okay. accepted that. The six are, and this is surprising because I believe they're on Ian's OOTP teams, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, Andrew Heaney, Chris Paddock, Zach Grinke, and Alec Mills. Ooh. Mm. Alec Mills, I thought, I'm, I'm – don't know what to do with Alec Mills for 2021. I don't know if Alec Mills is a solid number four. Should be draft. Should be drafted as a SP six in leagues. Uh, sort of where you were taking or SP five maybe even. Interesting pitcher. Interesting. But James Anderson ding was in on him coming into 2020, um, and uh, he he was he was really bad for a period, but then really good for another period. Andrew Heaney. I don't know what to make of Andrew Heaney. What are, are you guys? Are you fans of Andrew Heaney? What were how many numbers? How many runs did he give up, and what was the whip? Andrew Heaney gave up thirty three runs, uh, had a four point four six ERA and a one point two three whip. And he how many strikeouts then? Out seventy and sixty six and two thirds. Hmm. So he had a K per nine above where you want it. More than yeah, for more sure. Than a batter per inning. Herman Marquez know. did not. This is pretty crazy. This is like right in line with Andrew Heaney's entire career. His career ERA is 4.44, career WHIP is 1.25, and he was at 4.46 and 1.23 this season. With you know, about a strikeout per pitchers. inning. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. Like he just gets hit more than he should, and maybe when runners get on, he's not as good. And he also blows up. He also has the blow up. He'll always have a couple of blow ups every season. Andrew Heaney. You know, he'll give up the seven runs in two innings. That'll really uh, set you back. 
Mike yeah. Miner, what a disappointment he was this year. Man, oh, man. Well, was he, though? I mean, he still got you a good whip. No, he was just Over a, a lot of innings. Yeah, very few wins. Couldn't count on him. Ends up, he was so bad that he'd end up on the bench for his really good starts because you couldn't trust him to start. And then you trust him, and then he blows up. I mean, that's like the, that's the worst pitcher you can have. There should be a name for that kind of pitcher. Like a minor? We'll call him a, nah. Uh, I don't know. That's too much of a play on word. Yeah, a Mikey. Like, what, what is the guy who, like, you don't trust, well, you trust, blows up, and then you don't trust, comes out, pitches great for two starts, then you trust again, then blows up, then you put him back on your bench and does great. What There should be a, there should, that should have a name as a pitcher. Invent the name. You'll have that whole uh, fan working on it right now. community going nuts, and they'll be using it forever. Like when Gary Larson, they named a roach after him. Remember the guy All right, well, let's see if we can side? come up with something by the end of the... <laughs> All right. We'll see if we can come up... How about user submission? Yeah, we could use user submission, but I like the idea of, of us coming up with something, so then we've created it. That's that's really, you know, it's good business. So yeah, we have I mean, another... We foster a community. 48. Yes, absolutely. You're right. So yes, please. If <laughs> yeah, you have go a good... Something better. If you have a good suggestion of what we should call it, right now it's called the Mickey until it's uh, uh, until it, it it changes. The Mickey. After who? I don't know. Oh, it just sounds like right. it sounds like something that'll get you in trouble. Right. It's like a hickey. <laughs> All right. It's like a hickey from Kinnicky is like a Hallmark card when you care enough to send the very best. Yeah. If you're under the age of forty five, you will not get that reference. Us and our dated references. Yeah, that's that's Grease, the movie Grease. And if you haven't watched the movie Grease after Midnight Run, watch Grease. All right, so uh Brickaroli's leading this game, one to nothing to nothing. Uh here's the third one. And I gotta figure out how to ask this one the right way because there are two elements to it that I thought were interesting. Of the closers who had eight or more saves, which puts roughly the top 15. I just, I just kind of want a little cutoff point. I thought top 15 was nice. Um, I think there are like 17 total in here. So of closers with eight, or more save, <clears throat> with eight or more saves, how many of them had an ERA above three? DVR, I think you go first here. All right, so eight or more saves, and how many people do you have on your list? There's, uh, there's 17 of them. 17, and how many had an ERA above three? How many had an ERA above three? I'll, I'll say 11. Ian Kahn? Of the top how many? Of the top 17. Of the closers with eight or more saves, there were 17 of them. Oh, uh, okay. How many of them had an ERA above three? And what did DVR say? DVR said 11. I'm going under that. It's not that many. All right. So I'll go eight. The answer's eight. Whoa! How about that? Wow. All right. And the, the follow-up, how many had an ERA over four? Ian? Four. Uh, DVR, would you care to guess? I'll go five. It's five. Oh, nice rally. Nice rally. Uh, so, I was, you know, there are always those closers who have like 30 saves but have like that 4.79 ERA. I was curious to see if that happened this year. So here they are. Josh Hader had 13 saves, had a 3.79 ERA. Uh, Ryan Presley had 12 saves, 3.43. Kenley Jansen had 11 saves, a 3.33. Daniel Hudson had 10 saves and a 6.10. Matt Barnes had nine with a 4.30. Taylor Rogers had nine with a 4.05. Brandon Workman had nine with a 5.95. Oh, and then Rafael Montero had 4.08 and eight saves. He was the eighth. So I don't know where to take us with that. I always just thought it was interesting. Like, you know, Daniel Hudson got 10 saves for a team that, you know, was up and down kind of all over the place, but threw out a 6.10 ERA. Yeah, but that was, if I remember correctly, that was like the last two games. Like he had two big blow ups where he just gave up like six runs 
Which matters in Roto, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hader with a 3.79. Sub one whip. Yeah. He recovered because yeah. that was bad. I mean, he was in the six area, wasn't he? Like in August? DVR. DVR, is that right? He, I don't know if he, did he get up to six? His below was a little bit up and down this year. A, seemingly a little more than usual. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I was hypersensitive to it because every game mattered and he needed to be excellent. But 461, I think, was the highest his ERA got. That was on September 12th. Okay. On the flip side of that, how many pitchers had an ERA below two who had eight-plus saves? DVR. Mm, I'm going to go four. Ian Kahn? And what did DVR say? Does it matter? You can give him the same answer if you want. I, I'm going to put you both in an isolation booth. I'll go four. <laughs> the answer's five. <laughs> what did DVR say? He said four. Oh, all right. Well, good. I'm just going to keep doing it. Liam Hendricks, Alex Colomay had a 0.81 ERA. Trevor Rosenthal, 1.90. I could not get rid of Alex Colomay soon enough in OOTP. And actually, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk about, if I, if I can come in just to something on my list, the middle relievers paid $10 million. The Ottavino, they're paying him $10 million a year, Adam Ottavino. And he came in last night, and as a watching the game, I had zero confidence that he was going to be able to do the uh, that's job. Weird. His number's zero, too, so that's weird. Look at that. Maybe that's why I said it. But but then you look at somebody like Alex Colomay, who's paid, I think, $11 million a year as the closer, and to me, that's worth it. But the Yankees paying all this money for the Ottavinos of the world, for the Britons of the world, is it worth it? Is that smart? In OTP, I'm not spending on relievers. I want, I want guys that I want to, to develop those relief arms. I don't want to buy them. I just think it's a waste of money. I think you pay for the closer. You pay for the guy who has the, oh, God, it's like 1990 WWF, the intestinal fortitude to handle <laughs> um, that ninth inning. But otherwise, I just want to see guys who can throw. You know, like the way the Astros do it, I think, is smarter. They don't put their money there. Like looking at, um, I'm going to butcher this name, Enoli Paredes. That was pretty good. That was good. I mean, that's the arms I'm looking for. Those are the guys I want to see. Like the Albert, develop Albert Abreu. Make him for the Yankees. Make him a seventh inning guy. Don't pay Adam Adovito freaking ten million dollars a year to be just decent. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cashman. I just I, I I don't like it. Pulled a few of those guys. Holder, Chad Green. Green's been there a long time. Green's right? been great, right? But I, my objection is to I mean, what is Adovito's salary? It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they they spent up there. I think the tricky thing with the Yankees, though, Ian, is like they had so many young players who are on league minimum deals the last couple of years. If you're going to spend the money, you got to spend it somewhere. You're not going to spend it on position players, right? I mean, you've you've already invested enough where you're you're covered, where you need to be covered there. And if you can't get starting pitching that's available, you know, dominate the late innings as much as you can. I'm surprised Adovino hasn't been better. I actually thought he was going to be really good. The walk rate's still. Just too high, and if he's the not going to strike out that good, well, if he's not going to strike out thirty-five percent of the guys he faces, like he did in twenty eighteen, somehow with the Rockies, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, you're just looking at him and saying, okay, this is kind of a coin flip. He's either going to be good today or he's going to be bad today. He's not going right. to be right, and that's what it felt like yesterday, coming in with first and second, two outs in the fifth, replacing Jay Happ, and it was sort of like when he came out, I was like fifty-fifty, and I believe the next hitter hit it like a rocket at Gleyber Torres that got out of the inning and then started off the next inning and just like started off the inning and gave up a couple of hits or gave up a hit and a walk and then was out. And I was like, that's a, that's a lot of money for mediocrity. 
Is it a lot these days, though? Really? I think so. For a reliever? Yeah, I do. I just think so. You know, I again, you're paying Chapman $16 million a year, and I know this because of OOTP. That's how you really learn the salaries. <laughs> that guy, you know, you, you pay for, like, Alex Colomay's got an $11 million option, I believe, for the White Sox. If I'm the White Sox, I'm trying to, continue, you know, you, you hire him back. Extended. Give him another two years. Absolutely. That's the guy you pay for. Everyone else, you know, just develop them. I don't know. I, I But I hear that was a really good point by DVR. It's the Kansas City thing from 2015. Did they pay for relievers back then? Well, no, but I mean, they, I mean, they figured it out, so they were able to home grow them. But all these other teams now, you know, you, I mean, Yankees might be close. They got a couple guys in the minors they could bring up and who could be fireball But when you're playing at that level, would you rather trust Adam Adovino or would you trust, uh, I don't know, Jonathan Loisiga, who's not even a reliever? He's a bad example. I would trust what Look at what the Rays do. I think J.P. Fire Eisen. Look at what the Rays do. Look at that bullpen. I mean, that's how you do it to me. Like, trade for uh, failed starters and turn them into one-inning guys. You know? Yeah, but what happens after in two years when the Rays don't want to pay them and they hit the free agent market? But they get six so, years. This one's going to pay them. let them go. Yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Someone's going to pay for them. They're not just going to float out there forever, right? No, but but they shouldn't be paid ten million dollars. And if you're going to be paid ten million dollars, you better be great. I mean, Britain. I think Britain's at twelve million a year on a three year deal. Um, it could be argued that he was well worth it this year because he stepped in for Chapman at the beginning of the season. Um, and he's good. He's great. But I don't know. I, I guess I just was having an Adam Adovino like you suck moment. Sorry, middle reliever fans. Yeah, and Michael K fans. I'm yeah. going at everybody. <laughs> I do. Uh, want to, I'm excited to talk about that hit by pitch too. That hit by pitch that changed. <laughs> go the game. ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. No, no, no. Back to the quiz. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm digging the quiz. No. Okay, so Ronald Acuna gets up in the first inning against the Marlins. Who I do want to ask Nando real quick. Why did you think you were on the Marlins all off season? You were like the Marlins are going to be great. The Marlins are going to be so good. Yeah. And here they are, and they're great. Why? Why did uh, you? How did you know that? Young, exciting team, man. They had they put a lot of plays. They 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 kind of half went for it. They sneak mm-hmm. up on people. It reminded me of um, actually that Kansas City team a little bit. But like it was Makes just, sense. It's a, a young team, and I think even in a long season they would have made some noise. It sucks that Elysia Hernandez is out because he could have he would have been that extra pitcher they might have needed to go to that extra step. Well, um, and and Miguel Rojas is the leader of that team. To me, going into this year, I had Dansby Swanson as the guy. I was going to wait on shortstop because I could always get Dansby Swanson. I was going to wait on middle infield because I could always get Jerkson Profar, right? Like that was that was my wait till the 22nd round make the pick. This next year is going to be Miguel Rojas for me if he still well, has that job and if they don't sign anybody else. All right. Because he brings a lot to the table and he's not a fantasy darling for sure. So I like to find those guys. Like, all right, here's a guy who is not going to be, you know, in terrible demand, so I can focus on getting a really good middle reliever instead in, in an earlier spot. Okay, so yesterday, that was a little joke. The hit-by-pitch, Acuna gets up first inning against Alcantara, hits a bomb to right center field. It was uh, the third longest home run of the day behind Stanton number one, Pinder number two, Acuna number three, over the bullpen. It was a bomb. And Acuna um, hot dogs quite a bit. Which is okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's fine. It's fun. Yes, Paul Sporer, I hear you. I hear you. I'm coming around. These are professionals. They should be able to handle them, them themselves. But he really, like, took a minute, did a little bat flip, did a little dance, and then circled the bases. Marlins come back. They're up 4-1. to one. They got all the momentum in the game. One out, top of the fourth. Acuna comes up. 
Alcantara hits him in the hip. And all the wheel... And it was clearly like, take this. It felt that way to me. Didn't look like he missed. Right? What happens? The next few hitters get on base. Game's tied, I think. Or 4-3. And the whole momentum of the game completely shifted. You cannot do that in the playoffs. You cannot put a guy on in that spot. Up 4-1, one out, hit a guy, put him on first base. Can't do it. Is it bad management? A terrible job by Alcantara, who's a great pitcher and has a great future. But I'm curious if you got if DVR or Nando, you didn't see it, but DVR, did you have do you have a similar feeling about that? Did you note it in the same way? My initial thought was that it was on purpose, and then I was thinking more about how Alcantara pitches, the movement he gets, and it's at least possible that he didn't just hit him on purpose. He was trying to go in and missed. Like I, I think it's it's possible. Or three feet. But when you when you hit a guy in the middle of the back or you hit him in the butt, it's oftentimes intentional, right? So I was listening yeah. to the Braves feed. Uh, while I had the dog out for a walk, took Hazel out, and it was interesting that the the Braves radio announcers weren't fired up about it at all, right? Usually, like the home team announcers, when their guy gets hit, there's definitely some some angst in the booth, and they kind of had this Don Mattingly doesn't really do things that way attitude about it, and they were maybe wondering if Alcantara just chose to do it on his own. But the situation, I think so. That's he, what I think happened. If if he did, that's a Terrible choice. I mean, Acuna came around to score. The Braves, I think, put two on the board that inning and took it from four one to four three. You, you can't afford that. Like, if I've said this before, I, I think this is one of the worst parts of baseball. Throwing at guys is stupid. Like, he walks out of the box and bat flips. Guess what? Saw him off next time. Strike him out, and then celebrate on the mound if you want to. That's fine. Don't hit him because you give yeah. him a free base, and it's, it's you just gave him a base. You change that game. The momentum of the game changed in that moment. Everything shifted in that moment, and they never got they never got it back, yeah. and they that they lost game one. They were winning game one. They had freed on the ropes and changed the momentum. Baseball is about momentum. That's why the Stanton home run was so huge. Changed the momentum of the game, and then Hap gave up another run. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be careful, and you cannot afford to do that. If you look at the pitch, to me, you know they have history between the Marlins and the Braves. Um, with Jose Arena and Acuna, I, I just think it's. Uh, I think it was. I, I think Derek Jeter needs to go down and sort of say to them, "You just cost us an opportunity to win Game One, and don't do that again, ever, ever in the playoffs." If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, I want to want a batter's one, or do you want to? I got one last pitcher one. Actually, I got one note. There, so there were the the five pitchers with an ERA below two had eight plus saves. Three pitchers had six saves. They didn't make the cut, but I thought they were interesting. Nick Anderson with a zero point five five ERA, which I thought you know everyone loved Nick Anderson coming into this season. So okay, cool. Edwin Diaz turned it around big time after the early narrative in like the first two weeks. Finished with a one point seven five ERA. And how about Greg Holland with a 1.91 ERA? And I thought it was neat. Like, Holland had 1.91. Trevor Rosenthal had 1.90. You could even throw Liam Hendricks. I mean, he's done it for a couple of years now, but 1.78 from Hendricks. Like, that group of three there, man, you know, they were they were tossed aside and were like, you know, people forgot, I guess. Maybe not Hendricks. Maybe just Rosenthal and Holland. People forgot how good they once were, and it's kind of neat to see them, even if it might just be a short season where they got to just exert everything they had. To see him kind of bounce back like that with sub two ERAs and a bunch of saves, pretty cool. There's another thing that I wanted to add to that, which is that the Rays, <laughs> so they had they had the most saves in baseball. They had 13 different guys get saves. I am not drafting a Rays closer, period, ever, with Kevin Cash as the manager because he doesn't play the game that way. That's what they do. Yeah, that's that's their system. At least you know, like I do the same thing with the A's, like not not with saves, but just with anything because they rotate so many guys in and out of the lineup, like. Outside of their starting rotation, like maybe there are a couple A's you really want to go after, like the guys in the corners. Uh, but just, I, like once you get into the middle, it's they just rotate too much for them. Well, Simeon and and Listella are are everyday players. I guess you're right. Yeah, Simeon. Well, now that's and now that Listella's there because at the beginning of the season it was Pinder and uh, oh, what's his name? Tony Kemp. Definitely Kemp? not Franklin uh, Barreto. No, Barreto is now with he needs uh, a new with, team. He he's got a new team. He's no, on the even Angels. Even the Angels screwed him. He's a new, new team. Again, he's a fresh start. A fresh, fresh start. We all have our faves. We all have our our faves. I think he almost made it to the end of the year. Did he? Yeah. 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 Triple crown. That's kind of how I feel, too. We almost made it to the end of the year. Could have been something. All right, what's the next question? I want to get this right. Three pitchers had a K per nine above 10 with a ground out air out ratio above 1.50, and they were the outliers. Can you name one of them? Three can pitchers me, had a three. Sorry, can, go ahead. Can you can you tell us? Can you give us a clue? Just it's just too many teams. Can you tell us what division they're in? Sure. Uh, oh, my bad. Four pitchers had a K per nine above ten, with a ground out air out ratio above one point five zero. And what go. division were they in? Uh, NL East, NL Central, AL West, AL East. Okay. Uh, you want me to go first? I'll give you, so, no, 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 let me give you one more. Uh, three of them play for teams. I'm sorry. Two of them play for teams um, related to animals. One. <laughs> this is going to confuse me. I'm not sure I need Two of them play for this. teams that have uh, colors. <laughs> and uh, one of them okay. uh, technology, I guess. Okay. So NL, NL East. Over NL. 10 strikeouts. I got one from the NL Central that I'm very confident. I think one is Luis Castillo. I was going to – I was going to – actually, no. I'm not going to go Leo, Luis Castillo. I'm going to go Trevor Bauer for the NL Central. 
Um, all right, so then Annalise, let's let's do it together. So who do you have in Annalise? Um, well, I don't know if there's no way. I would have to say DeGrom in the Annalise. I'll dig deep and say Pablo Lopez. Ooh! Oh, Pablo Lopez, nice. Nice. It's not Pablo right, but Lo- that's a good guess. Yeah, okay. So I got DeGrom <laughs> and Bauer, and then we have an AL Central, AL West? AL West and AL East. Okay, AL East. How about Hinjin Ryu? He didn't have that many strikeouts, I don't think. I don't think he's at 10. No, he's not. He's definitely not in my head. I owned him in tout. He's not in t- he didn't have that oh, many Oh, by the way, I should know. Like, I rounded up, so if it was like 9.7, I gave him 10. Okay. Uh, still, I'm, <laughs> I mean, does it make I, a difference? No, no, that's fair. I'm going to go Garrett. I'm, I'm just going chalk here. I'm going Garrett Cole in the AL East. No, but he didn't have that many ground balls, though. Oh, this is tough. It's tough, right? But, it's, but I think it's an interesting stat because you don't see these two paired a lot. Oh, I'm going crazy on AL East. I'm not going Garrett Cole. I'm going to say, is there a minimum innings or no? Uh, no well, I, I did use the qualified leaders um, because then it just gets messy when you're sorting by. I wanted to say John Means, that Means might have had that. And then it's the AL West. And then the AL West. His name's already been said on this show. How about that? There's another hint for you. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I can't even pitch enough innings to qualify. His first name... Uh, there's a color in there. <laughs> it's a color in his first name. Yeah. Wow. Vita Blue. No. Um, I mean, no. I mean, it's, it's part of his first name. It's not Zach Greinke. Andrew Heaney. There's no. There's no color there. This is a weird, uh, weird thing here. I was thinking about Enoli Paredes just because his, his name has Eno in it, but that has nothing to do with the color. That's He's just your starter partner. anyway. That was yeah, just a weird. Always, always got Eno on his mind, man. That was, that was that? another weird name thing, and I'm like, I just can't get past that one. I'm like, oh, how did we not notice this? This guy's all stuff, and his name starts with Eno. But uh, man, yeah, color, good, man. That stuff was good. All right, I'm stumped on the AOS. I'm going to say, even though Chris ba- Bassett was not named Frankie Montas, no, it wouldn't be him. Not a color. It's not. It's this. I mean, this one's like, I, I'm like, well, really? Uh, we, well, he wasn't mentioned, but I, I'm going to say Chris Bassett. All right, DVR. But I know it's wrong, but that's why. Andrew Heaney came up earlier, and I, I guess Andrew Heaney is my answer, but it's not right. All right, the uh, the AL West pitcher was Framber Valdez. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, it was mentioned by you. 1.98. Well, I didn't do that on purpose, or did I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, <laughs> so I could make that reference 20 minutes later. Uh, nice. 1.98. Nice. Okay, AL East. AL East was Hyunjin Ryu. There we oh! go. I better come through here. Come on, man. Uh, NL East, Aaron Nola. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. He's striking people out now. He's uh, he's on strike people out year, I guess. And NL Central, Luis Castillo. Congratulations. Oh, there we sorry, DVR, yeah. DVR, DVR. DVR Big wins. Yeah. Big, big win, big, big win, win there. That's a that's a that's a that's a knockout punch for Khan. Hey, you know what? Just quick quick uh, break in the action. So our friend Justin Mason just is doing these early mock drafts. I don't know if you've seen seen these yet. Um, and uh, Smada, who does you know he he he's like put together an ADP list, an early ADP. This is fascinating to me. I don't know if it's fascinating to you, but pitching like is so high right now. Like Degrom at seven, Bieber at nine, Cole at eleven. Okay, Bauer at seventeen, Darvish at nineteen, Giolito at twenty-one, Scherzer twenty-three, 
Nola 24, Castillo 25, Bueller 26, Kershaw 29. That's a lot of pitching. No? And then there's a whole nother run in the in the 40s. I mean, I just it just I guess the thing that shocked me most was Darvish at 19. Like Darvish at 19 just seems like like I don't know. Does that seem I know, I know. And he, you know, he follows with that idea that early young talent if he can keep his body in shape, which he can, develops to me into great late talent as well. Um, but I don't know. It just it seems it seems early. And then this is the other guy that I really want to get both of your uh, thoughts about is Marcelo Zuna. Like he's drafted as the number thirty six player. He's ahead of Rafael Devers, ahead of Kyle Tucker, ahead of Eloy Jimenez, ahead of Corey Seager in this list. Right? Uh, I can't do it. Ahead. Eloy Jimenez, I still. I still don't even think he's shown a 70% of what he can do. Okay. Luke Vo- ahead of Luke Voigt, ahead of Tim Anderson, ahead of Pete Alonso, ahead of a lot of players. I- I'm thrilled with Pete Alonso at 54. I think, it's, I think it's still too high. Wait, do you mean like you like seeing him low and fail? I, I, yeah. Because you want to grab him or you're happy that no, he's fallen? No, just I, no, I, I, I think it's appropriate. I just think, I, I, you know, when I did my dynasty rankings, I put him, I think, in the late 40s, and some people gave me some crap about it. And I was like, I, I think I was too high on him. I think he should be in the 70s. I mean, he's just how how close is he to Reese Hoskins at this point? Well, he finished he's, at 256 at least. Like, he finished the year hitting 256. He had a really good last, like, three games. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he'll come back. You know, maybe he'll come back next year. But I, 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 I'm not buying him at 54 coming in next year. I'm just not. But, again, with... Marcel Ozuna, if you look at the numbers, they were outrageous this year. Ozuna's numbers were outrageous. I mean, he was a beast. I'm going to pull this up. His OPS was over 1,000. It was like 1.067. That was what it was. He hit 338. He had 18 home runs and 228 at-bats. 56 RBIs and 228 at-bats. His OBP was 431. His slugging was 636. I own him with uh, with our friend Steve Gardner, who we are having a tremendous amount of fun in the XFL League, and trying to figure out, like, do you trade him? Do you keep him at this price? Um, you know, or do you let him go? And speaking to different owners on the phone, which is what I do. I like to talk to people on the phone, and as you know. And, you know, people have wildly different feelings about him. Some guys are like, wow, he's, yeah, wow, that's an outlier this year. He's worth nothing. And some guys are like, that's the real deal. So I'm curious, what do you guys think? I'm still debating how much faith I want to have in this year. But, I mean, it's like Marcelo Zuna, it's not like he had a breakout. Like, he's been good before. He's been great before. So, uh, I don't know. You know, like, sometimes he fits on my team when it's that moment in the draft, and sometimes he doesn't. It's He's, he's a weird – you know, he's like the problem that you say I have all the time. He's almost fallen into the boring zone for me. Um, and I think just subconsciously I just avoid him because he's kind of boring, and I just want to go for that Eloy Jimenez huge breakout. So – uh, this is a personal thing for me where I'm just kind of like, I need to learn to draft more Marcelo Zuna and take that shot early. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's more like your kind of player than you think. Because if you look at 2017, he was a beast. 37 home runs, 376 OBP, 548 slugging. But then you look at what he did in 2019, last year, in the last full season, he hit 243 with a 330 OBP and a 474 slugging. Now he's going in the end of the third round, middle of the third round in a 15-team NFBC-style draft. I honestly think I didn't like him because he was a Cardinal for a couple of years. I liked him when he was in Miami, but not, not because he was terrible, because he was on the Cardinals. I never have a Cardinal on any of my teams outside of Jed Jerko. 
Why? during those years. I don't know. You know what it is? Don't know. It's super weird. But like this year, when everyone was losing Cardinals left and right, I'm like, oh, I didn't have any Cardinals. I had a bunch of Marlins, didn't have any Cardinals. And like, like hmm. I go back and look at my teams, and I'm like, I would never get Cardinals, man. That is crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, it's just I got an aversion to Cardinals. Darkman Ripa, what do you think, Marcelo Zuna? I'm not sure where he's going to play. He's on a one-year deal with the Braves, and teams aren't going to spend. But if Universal DH is here to stay, and I really hope it is, as I've said before, I think he kind of thrives getting more opportunities to not have to play defense. And this is not way off what he was doing in 2017. He's reached this level before. I think the thing I don't like about St. Louis hitters is that Bush Stadium's a pretty tough place to hit. Drags down power quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously when he was in Miami, he wasn't in a good hitter environment then, but the power's always been legit. He's always had like 70-grade sort of power. And he's putting really nice plate skills with it these last two seasons. Back-to-back years with a double-digit walk rate. Best average exit velocity of his career. He averaged 93 miles per hour. I mean, that's elite. Uh, I think there's more good than bad, but the question comes down to, do I trust him at that price, keeper price, redraft price? $26 in that format. DVR is in that league. I told you on the phone. I think I said he's like he's just right there. Like If you're, if you're playing for 2021, you hold him. If you're looking more to the future, you throw him back in the auction and gamble that the room isn't all that aggressive with him, and you get him back within a couple dollars of that price. You know, whatever you pay thirty-one. Yeah, you pay twenty-nine or thirty-one to get him back. At least you had a chance to do some other things and maybe address other needs on your roster. I think that's the the consideration. But in redraft, if he's going to settle into that thirty-seven to forty range, if that's going to be where he's going, that's a third-round pick in a 15-team league pretty easily. He is pretty comparable to Jose Abreu. Like Those guys kind of belong next to each other in terms of their categorical contributions in my head. Yeah, Abreu is a little older, but uh, I don't know Quite if I Quite a bit want, older, actually. But I, I feel like you can always get that type of player. You can buy those skills two, three, even four rounds later. And I think it's, it's less about what I think Ozuna is as a player. I think he can return third-round value again. I think he's capable of that. But that's break-even. And I think I either want my first or second starting pitcher in that range. I want Jack Flaherty instead. Like I want the other option. I want some speed there instead. I want Kyle Tucker because he runs a little, right? Like I want to do something different. But then $26. But $26 is not a third-round pick in that, in that format. $26 is like a fifth-round pick. But what else can you do with that $26? I think you got to you got to look back at, at who's going to be kept and kind of say, okay, what do we really need in this roster? Do we need a good run producer close to his full value, or do we need to spend that money on an available ace, or do we need to throw that money at a really good closer if, I don't know, Liam Hendricks or somebody's out there? I'm just making up a name at this point. But it's always about well, what Le- can you Liam do Hendricks instead? is a real person. Yeah, no, he's a keeper. He's always, <laughs> might be on someone's roster like permanently right because he's super cheap or something but anyway it's uh it's what can you do instead that sort of drives the decision for me if i feel like the price is fair the price is fair but do you feel good about drafting guys who don't run in that range especially knowing that both abreu and azuna within their range if this was the high end range in 2020 the low end range is what we saw in 2019 and 2018 and that, again, is a skill set that often goes three to four rounds later. Yeah, unless it's J.D. Martinez, right? And then it ends up being a second-round pick. 
perfect example, right? J.D. Martinez is probably going to be UT only in a lot of leagues, depending on how games played by position work. He's going in those early mocks between pick 64 and pick 89. So the 80. Wow. Yeah, but that's but, but wait, but wait, but J.D. Martinez is on the downslope of his of that career. You could have said the same thing about Abreu though last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have. But Abreu, Abreu didn't have the best. JD Martinez has back issues, isn't that? Doesn't he have the recurring back issues? I remember Inside Injuries writing something about that. Whereas Jose Abreu's, I mean, outside of OOTP, really has avoided injury pretty nicely. I think that that injury in OOTP was devastating. That was crushing his ACL tear. Yeah. yeah. After Jamie said, "Well, you know, if if uh, Abreu tears his ACL, and then literally thirty minutes later he runs the same and he tears his ACL, oh my god, I remember it's that. insane." Yeah, that was that was those were fun. Hopefully, we're going to get back to OOTP. All right, well, thank you. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the uh, the 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 feedback on that. I really do. By the way, You're Abreu asking, was actually really yeah. good in 2019. Like, it was more of a, a drop from 17 to 18 that was stuck in my head. He was just underpriced in drafts this year. Even yeah, even if he just repeated what he did last year, he was a nice value where he went, and he obviously exceeded that. And real quick, I want to talk about Kevin Cash and Aaron Boone and how they take out pitchers. Just everyone, just watch your manager take out pitchers. It tells you so much about them because it's it's a moment where it's their moment in the sun. There was another interesting moment where Brian Cashman was on TV for a minute, right? And when you watch GMs go on TV, uh, the, you see their personality because as soon as he saw he was on TV, you know what he did? He put his hood up over his head and started looking at his phone. And I was like, that's why you still have that job. Because you're not going, oh, look at me. Look at how I have made myself so buff. Watching Aaron uh, Boone step out of the dugout, there's always like this few seconds of discomfort as he walks. His first few steps. And then he'll, he'll point and sort of look real intense. Kevin Cash is brilliant. He comes out, takes a couple of steps, then starts running points like, all right, let's go. And the worst of them, as I said on last week's show, Mike Matheny the bum. Mike Matheny turned Trevor Rosenthal and Greg Holland into sub two ERA pitchers. <laughs> that's true. So there's that. That is true. Yeah. And Danny Duffy had a good season. Yeah, that's true. Probably not the best thing. Like the managers get credit for that stuff and they get blamed for stuff that's not their fault too. But I, I like who actually like who really did that? Because that's an amazing transformation, right? Like who saw that? Who in the front office or who on the coaching staff worked with those guys to get them back closer to the levels that we saw from them at their peak. I mean, that's that's a huge way to, to create value if you're a big league team. If I remember this correctly, and I'm probably, I, I might have this all jumbled up. I'm going to have to look this up. You're going to hear some typing. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal last year, I think for Toledo, he was in the minors somewhere, and then they came up to Detroit. I think he got hammered uh, and was released, but in the minors, because I had him on a team, and because because he was having like this great minor I remember this. Season. Yeah. I remember so I someone might have fixed him before he went um, to Kansas City. Yeah, because he was in he was in Washington, right? He was on he was on Washington, and they just dropped him. Yeah, but he, so yeah, he landed on Detroit somehow. Oh right, okay, I remember waiver yeah. claim or as a free agent or something, probably. Yeah, I mean he was striking a lot of guys out at Toledo, but he was walking the world there too. He was he was a mess last year. Yeah, I guess yeah, he, he was a mess. No, Bad yeah, case of the, the yips. Yeah. Stats. Bad Jesus. case of the yips. 26 walks in 15 innings. Man, what was I getting oh. messed up with there? He had a 10.3 oh in Toledo. 15 innings and he walked 26 guys? Maybe he started out great and then fell apart after a couple appearances. Maybe that was it. 
Maybe. Jeez <laughs> Louise. I, I just, there was a I, reason he was on one of my teams. I don't remember what it is now. Can I just say, well, I just said, geez Louise. What the hell is that? I mean, you made a Grease reference earlier. You're actually inching closer to modern times. Jeez Louise? You've got the I Lyle Love It on the Under the Radar bingo card, too. It's pretty much the center square at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerks and Profar better be on that bingo card. He's on there. He has to be. And uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Oh, from uh, Lewis Brinson. No, now Lewis Brinson. Jeff no, Goldblum? from Jeff Goldblum. I did a TV show with Jeff Goldblum once. <laughs> I spent a week with him. And he's an interesting guy. I just saw the commercial for him. And I do do a Jeff Goldblum impression. When I was when I was working with him, I, I, I developed one. Let me see if I still have it. Ready? Um, he's like, you know, he everything is very, um, he's like always, he's questioning things. And he's like, oh, that's really fascinating. And, you know, it, it makes me, you know, think about the existential experience of being a human, Ian. You're very interesting. I, I find your nose. Your nose is so interesting. Hmm. That's it. It's very good. It's very good. That's all I got. This hmm. is one of your better ones. It might be your Thanks. best. Uh, no, it's not. Have I ever done the Christopher Walken? Moving on. Last quiz. Last question. Well, no, we run out of time. Come on. Who's got the heart out? I'm good. I just want to know. I actually want to hear more about Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Very nice guy. Very, very nice guy. I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed him. He's like, oh, you know, you know. He would, he would talk philosophy a lot. He would say, did you ever read this book? You know, I think it would be fascinating. And I felt like, it, like I was like, you act like we've known each other our entire lives. He's like, well, you're very interesting. You know, I like your energy. You have good energy in he was, he was good. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed going in to see him every day at work. He was always fun. So here's where we stand. Uh, you guys are tied three to three. No way. He yeah, killed me uh, on that line. Really? Ian, right. he, you won the 70 plus innings. Um, you nailed okay. eight You nailed eight closers uh, with an ERA above three. Uh, you both kind of tied with your answer for four, about an ERA over four. Uh, and then DVR hit Hyunjin Ryu and Luis Castillo, which I guess I should have given extra credit for. I've got to lose extra points because I I, I mocked him for his Hyunjin Ryu, so I, I think I think I should lose. I, I, all right, anyway, I think I'm down. Well, the re- so the rest I have are, are hitting, so I can just save those for next week. Those numbers aren't going to change. Oh, give, give us one. Give us one. All right, I'll give you one. <laughs> we can do I don't have a hard out. A I, random and, like, pitching tiebreaker. And maybe some of us do. You know. Oh, all right. Well, let's see. Oh, oh, it's Nando oh, yeah. who has the <laughs> Nando with a hard out. No, all right. Look, Nando's got to get to a few of his football shows. I don't have a hard out. I don't have any football shows today. No football shows. No, so, did you guys ever watch? But I mean, hey, we've hit, we're at an hour, and usually DVR gets you know angry. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's he's just he's still barely awake. He was up till two a.m. Did you guys ever watch the Dunkin' Donuts, the Saturday Night Live Dunkin' Donuts sketch? No. Everyone is listening to the show. As soon as we're done, just YouTube SNL Dunkin' Donuts. It is the funniest, one of the three funniest things that SNL has ever done. Ever. It's so good. And I was sort of giving, uh, it was Casey Affleck was the character. And at one point, he's like smoking outside the door. And one of the characters comes over. You can't smoke. And he's like, I'm not smoking in here. What are you talking about? And like, just talk so fast and just talks over the guy. It's very charming. Last question. I can give you the fun one, or we can do a baseball one. Yeah, let's do the fun one for a tiebreaker. All okay, right. sounds good. Are you ready? I'm listening. How many Jennifer Connelly movies can you name? So I'll give you, I'll give you the free middle square. Um, I was watching Labyrinth the other day to get in the Halloween spirit. I'm like, oh, Jennifer Connelly. Like, she's famous, but I can't really name any more of her movies. How are we going to do this, though? Because if DV- I name the movies, then DVR is going to say, oh, I was going to name that movie. No, we're going to do Stump the Schwab. Go right back and forth. You name one. DVR names one. You name one. 
Got it. Okay. Until and then whoever... Out. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. All right. Who goes first? I have no Ian. chance of winning this. Uh, Ian, you, you go first. Beautiful Mind. That was a good one. All right. DVR? That's the first yeah. one and only one <laughs> yeah. that really comes yeah. to my mind. I know she's been in a whole bunch of other stuff, but... You flustered him. Ian wins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got more. I'll keep. Let me see if I can. Let me see right, if, if you, I can. See name. if you can get five. I put you over under at uh, four point five. Actually, uh, I know. I think I got three. Requiem for Dream. Yep. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. The Elton John movie. No, it's a different. It's like from nineteen ninety six. Oh, the action Rocket Man. You talking about the Rocketeer? The Rocketeer. All right, I'll give you that. Thanks. I think I'm. I think I'm stumped. Really. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, what if I told you... Oh, no, wait. That wasn't the movie with the Coolio song. You th- are you thinking of, of the Michelle Pfeiffer? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous she was Minds. In higher, she was in Higher Learning. Jennifer Connelly, good actress. That Beautiful Mind movie is very good. She was in Hulk? Very good. She was in Hulk? She was in a horror movie called Dark Water. I remember seeing that. That's a good one. That's interesting. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Met her once one night. Very nice. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So I got four very good hitter questions that I think are interesting. Even if you don't get the answers, I mean, they're kind of tough, but um, the conversations we can have after them will be good. And so right now it's called the Mickey, uh, the pitcher, the Mike Miner situation. We call it a Mickey. He's a Mickey. Um, and uh, it, there will definitely be a better name for it. Hopefully that will come through. So hashtag Mickey is the secret word. Uh, if you have any questions, I don't know what questions you would have. Um, but if you come up with a, another name, cheers to Robert Mershak uh, and to Tom, to, to our, our pediatrician, and to Steve Gardner, who is now listening to our show. So we got to give a little shout out to Steve. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Should have been shouting him out anyway, you know, even if you didn't have time. About the nicest guy you can meet, Steve Gardner. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Second that. Yep. Third that. Right. Yeah, I think you third it. All right. Fourth that. You want to get a, you know, to fourth it real quick before we go? <laughs> so sad. Brit and you know fourth and fifth it. <laughs> so jealous. Come on, man. It's okay. We're good. We're All good. Right. They they do a nice show though. I mean, come on. Eno's cool dude. Knows his stuff. I saw some great con- like so I could the the metrics in our back end. You can see the podcast comments, and I saw some really nice comments about that show DVR. That's really people love it. Yeah, yeah. people yeah, enjoy I mean, it. Like, it's something like, different. So you actually go out and comment on like you know the the show itself and like you know the the people involved in it and the personalities and how well it works. I mean, that's, you know, you don't see that a lot. That takes a lot for someone to actually actively do that instead of just, you know, comment on something you said or say, like, you know, I don't like DVR. But, like, for them, to, like, there was some, like, more than one positive comment about the show. It was very impressive, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank and you. look, we're very lucky to be, uh, I, 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 you guys are full time employees or the athletic. I'm, I feel, I find myself very fortunate to be part of the Athletic uh, Fantasy Baseball podcast and to work with you two guys. So it's really great. And just on cue, an email flashed across my screen. Get your tickets for this weekend's Fall Wine Festival for Mount Vernon. I don't know why I haven't unsubscribed from this yet. You need to unsubscribe, brother. (laughs) All right. For the man (laughs) who has beat writers on Speed Slack, Derek Van Ah, They hate it so much when I reach out to them to ask them fantasy questions. For the man who... Oh, Ian just said something about Jennifer Connolly again. Ian Khan. <laughs> See you next week. Good talk. Good talk. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good talk. Good talk.